a different connection. We how they do when they approve your loan? What is it? Whatever that term is, I need that to be my pronoun. My girls will go out to one lady's night. That's it. You can go back with a rule book and everything. And then, one coming to me and All right. Oh, Are y'all gonna kill me if I say, "Do we throw Michael when he got the skin color change?" No, 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 I demand it. No, I'm walking off stroke. I'm walking off the stroke. He has a No, I'm, it's got to be a stroke. No, 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 no. Yeah, thank you. I was just asking a question. First of all, we have to talk not about just individual behaviors, but about the system, right? <laughs> So for, for the believers, it's just like, I have to believe, you know, the God in her, just like she has to believe it in me. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend about four brothers on his YouTube channel. Even though you're only seeing three right now, <laughs> somebody didn't pay for their minutes, when they, so they, <laughs> their service is, is off today. So hopefully they'll join us in a few. So my brothers, my mother, mother, man, how you been? Talk to me, Derek. Hey, man. Uh Everything's all right, man. Uh, damn, it seemed like we got a, we should have had an injury report or something, man, before we yeah. got on the night, man. You know, we got technical problems. I, you know, I think you got some issues. We talking about off offline. I got some. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I got a booming toothache, man. If you ever had a toothache, man, it's the most irritating pain in the world, man. I can't stand it, man. It's just constant, constant like dull pain. But um, but um, but anyway, I'm I'm doing all right, man. Pops from the Proxen got in here, man. I'm ready to bust some ass, man. So you already know what it is. So um, what's going on with me? Um, I don't know a bunch of stuff going on right now. Hey, Shauna, how you doing? Um, AEOTs, what's going on? Yeah, we just got a lot going on. Um, yesterday, well, this week has been pretty big. Um, because across all, Kelvin is here, my man. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a pretty big week, man. Because um, well, first of all, let me start off. My my oldest son, Clover, for you. Okay, remember that. My oldest son uh, turned twenty one yesterday. Wow. So um, I was hope I was hold I was holding out like maybe I might go down there and and uh, and try and get down there, you know, where he is and and maybe toss one up with him, you know. So I'm gonna have to wait though. You know what I mean? So um, I know he's getting tore down right now somewhere, man. You know, <laughs> I know he can't wait. Uh, um, but you know, so he so that's pretty exciting. I feel like he's a man now, and he's he's reached most of the goals that I want for him. All of the goals I wanted for him, basically at this age. So I'm happy with him. Um, and on the same day, hey, Shauna, hey, Nikisha, how you doing? Um, hey, Nikisha, what's up? On the same day, uh, my middle son got an award in school. All right, so um, he is the performer. 
So he uh, he he got an award. So we were all went out for that and support him. And uh, what else is going on um, this week? Friday is my anniversary. Uh, my my wife and I are celebrating fifteen wonderful years um, of marriage. It's been ups and downs, lefts and rights, uh, but it's been it's been wonderful. And I couldn't I couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing it without her, uh, sweetie. I love oh. you beyond all. All right. Um, and then also on Monday is her birthday, so we are dipping out to Atlantic City this weekend, and we are yeah. getting it in. Gemini right. season, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Shauna. And uh, and uh, so we got to find something to do. With my youngest son, I think now my brother's coming into town, so I think I'm gonna send him off fishing because they're all going fishing out east. So uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, he's got a charter uh, boat and he takes people out. So I, I, I always wanted to kind of connect with him and, and do it. So I'm going to miss that, but I'm going to send my son in my, in my place. Thanks Reese. How you doing? Um, and, um, and thanks Marsha. Yeah. So I'm going to send my youngest son in my stead and he's going to really enjoy time with his uncle and my friends. And, um, you know, and he's kind of leveling up right now, man. You know what? I can see it happening. You know, the so, boxing and everything is coming in. You can see his little manhood coming in and everything. You know, it's a little budding manhood. You know, he's feeling himself a little bit. So, um, so that's coming along. So, so, so that's good. Um, and um, and I'm here, man, once more, man, to do this thing with you guys, man. Love you guys, man. Love everyone. And uh, and and let's do it, man. Damien, what's going on with you, brother? Talk to us. What's up, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Glad Calvin could make it. I know you had technical difficulties, but I like to see you persevere as everybody you else. Know. Um, you already know. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Um, I'm doing okay. Feel bad that you know LeBron James and the Lakers got swept. I'm a, I'm a fan of LeBron James. I think he's a great player. I don't like the the press that he gets and the way they follow him, but you know they do that to a lot of athletes. But um, shout out to the Denver Nuggets. They earned every bit of this championship bid they prove themselves right now to be the best team that i've seen in the nba this playoffs yeah. um and the miami heat has proven to, to that it don't matter they gonna play like they play so <laughs> if you don't show up to play you're gonna get beat and they've yeah. been doing that since the beginning of the playoffs so they look like the two best teams so if they meet in the finals it might be worth watching which is very interesting when you think about denver versus miami as opposed to Lakers versus Celtics, right? I'm sure the NBA was like, if we could get another Lakers versus Celtics, <laughs> we gonna sell out everything. We gonna, you know we could, they could triple their prices and it will still sell out just off of the legacy alone. Anyway, I don't want to take too much time with sports. I know we'll get into that. Uh, I'm doing okay. I got some good news today as it pertains to some, you know, personal endeavors, business endeavors, work. I'm working through some things at work too, hoping to make some good progresses there. So I'm, I'm in this like place where I'm making progress every day. And I think that there's a lot of people who don't take a moment to actually acknowledge that moment that or that, that phase of the journey that they're in. So I think everybody who's in that process of, you know what, I got these three things out of the way today. I got two things done. Let me just, you know, take pride in that and keep going because we, you know, it's, it's, it's a marathon. I was talking to somebody about that earlier and it made me think of um, Nipsey Hussle, you know, that the marathon continues because I feel like I'm in the middle of a marathon right now and I got to just keep going, keep pushing. Um, and maybe I have some even better news next week. So let's see how, how the next couple of days go. But um, the man with the plan, 
Um, and he don't have on a Jets hat today. Kelvin, what's up? <laughs> you already know what it is. What's up? What's up, fellas? Uh, started the day kind of rough. I had to go to a funeral for my cousin, Eugene Jones. So, uh, but he had a long life, 79, about to turn Condolences. 80 years old. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. So, um, had a chance to, so please keep the Jones family in prayer. Also, you know, I think about when we come on the show and we want to lift people's spirits and I don't always want to come sounding despondent. I don't want people to think that I have, you know, always come to complain. I don't want to be that person. With that said, I went to Costco the other day, right? And I ordered a TV, <laughs> ordered a TV. And, and one of the things that the salesperson told me that really made me decide to buy the TV from Costco is that there are people that deliver it will come in and install it. And you just buy the bracket, they'll come in and install it. And I thought that was a great selling point. Mm-hmm. Of course, until two days later, when the driver delivery man told me they don't install at all, it's not their their <laughs> their prestige. They don't do that, and all they could do is just take it out and leave it in the box on the floor. And I will say that um, Costco, to their credit, called me immediately at seven thirty in the morning to say they apologize. This is Costco.com calling me, not. Leroy Jenkins, who was in the store telling me this erroneous information, you know, and so as a result, I have a TV that's not hooked up that's sitting on the floor, you know, but, you know, I want to change the way I look at things, you know, and so what the guy did offer me, which was nice alternative that they would actually be willing to, to put the legs on on the TV, which I didn't know TV still had legs. So it's good. So I don't have to have worry about all these features about space saving and putting it on a wall like like it's 2023 or something. I get to go back to celebrate, you know, happy days and stuff, put the TV on the floor with the legs on it. So, you know, I feel pretty good about that, you know. <laughs> you know? But, but other than that, I'm enjoying the playoffs. I was glad that um, – Boston getting swept because it, you you just don't. That's what, that's a good point, Marsha. I know your Work. style. That's a good point. You know, I was I was I was really really glad that, that Boston won because it looks bad for the conference finals to both get swept. Now I want to ask this question really briefly, Damien. My nephew and I and another Lakers fan constantly, and they're, they're bigger LeBron fans than they are Lakers fans. They constantly bring up Jordan getting swept by the 86 uh, Celtics and things like that. And the, the idea is regardless if he scored 63 points, he was still on the team. So they led him. So does this look make it a negative for LeBron getting swept at this stage of his career? Although he played out of his mind, he played on a bad leg. Does this change anything? Because this the ammunition they use against Jordan. I don't think it should because, you know, when you think about the truth about sports, it's about the team. You can and basketball is one of the few sports where you can have a transcendent player that can kind of carry you. But, but at that's the end not of the what day, they say about Jordan when he got swept and it took seven years to win the ring. Huh? They don't say what? that. They, they, don't, they don't use that. They don't even Jordan. mention Jordan getting swept. Who who mentioned Jordan getting swept fans. in the last decade? Right. Fans. But every pundit on TV, every outlet, every ESPN dot whatever, they all talk about how Jordan was six and zero with no oh, six. And it's like, yo, so he only played six years in the league. That's all we know. We don't we don't know nothing. But I just look at it and I just say, um, like, everybody is not – no one won every year. People lost. People get swept. Honestly, 
if you look at how LeBron played on a bad foot and then you look at some of the healthy players on that team, yeah. you'd be like, how did they make it to the conference finals? All right, check this know, out. I got I to gotta get ready to kick it to the point guard, but I just want to ask mm -hmm. this question. Is it important for you that LeBron <laughs> be recognized as a, per a player better than Michael Jordan? Is that important to you as a fan of his? Not necessarily. Oh, okay, gotcha. it's a it's okay, a subjective conversation. That's just because I believe it don't mean it. You know, you don't. I don't want. I don't want anybody else to be like you are wrong if that's what you think. No, no, no. I, I got you. I just okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Right now, I got to kick it to the orchestrator, the devastator, the mm -hmm. scroll master, flex himself in the person, scroll. my man D. What's the deal? What's the deal, man? First of all, you messed up by not coming to me because you know I always got the hookups on everything. So I would have got you a better deal at PC Riches, and they would install it. So let me we go can still do that. Home. Yeah, yeah, out the box, we can still do that. Yeah, I didn't, boy, I didn't take boy, the offer to put this, the leg on. <laughs> my boy's right, the manager there, man. So I got all my appliances. I got like, let's do it. It's about to go down. Yeah, all right, point guard. Appliances. I got thirty. I got four, five appliances. I just bought them for thirty one hundred dollars. All, all brand right, I'm with it. I'm with it. So, but um, yeah, my my week, man, has been crazy, man. The, um, these allergies in my eyes, and not nobody punched me in the eyes. I really this pollen is tearing me. My joints are swole. I can barely, it's, this is hurting now. This Somebody said that because New York, when Bloomberg era, ordered all these male trees because people complained about all the leaves when they used to have male and female trees, like regular nature. Since now they got all these male trees giving a jizz all over the place and messing us all up. Like, you know, not, so they messing up. Serious, man. They got all these guys busting off on all of us, and now my eyes are all <laughs> fucked up and shit. You know what I'm saying? So now I don't, these trees don't came in my face. My eyes, my nose, my mouth all fucked up. You better watch it. I'm telling you, watch out for LB, LBG tree. I'm just, they, I'm just, they got a No, no, I ain't saying about them. I ain't saying anything. I'm just saying, yo, they need, they need some trees out here that recognize being female trees at least. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah, I want to see a tree that identifies as a yo. female tree. You know what Tri useless trivia. I What's just up? found out about that. Most of the trees in New York are male. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. That's like why seventy-five percent of the bro. You know what? I, you know what I just found bad, out. Man. I bro. just found out that I should have failed science because I didn't know there was male and female trees. I ain't going for yeah, it. Man. Thank you, Calvin. Know. Thank you. Thank All you, right, Calvin. thank you, Damian. Let's stay together, they, brother. They, Don't they, let they them divide. We just failed. We quit science. Yo, Bloomberg. They put all these trees on my block. Them new. They 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 start shedding in in, in um January for some reason. I mean, not January in June. And they give up this bad smell. So now, oh, they just planted those? No, these about twenty years. This is the yeah. Point. I remember when they did those. They put Bro, the cheap they went trees. The cheese was low budget. It's low budget trees. So that's yeah, what they call Damon. They put the cheap trees Yo, in our neighborhood. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> For real. The tree pollen was at a hundred percent. Trees were growing all crooked. Yeah, they all messed up and they messed up the root and they pop up your concrete. Messed up all the wires, yeah. the concrete. Just, that's why so, I made sure we pulled them out of my. Yard. Yo, yo, facts. They, so they're basically trying to find all types of ways to gentrify y'all without y'all even knowing. They was yo, like, we facts. coming for this property. They want to sell like tree, yeah, tree lined blocks. Bruh. And it's bad, bro. I can't wait to, I hope it rained hard tonight. So, you know, that was going on. Um, One thing I did discover, and I love this now, is that um, this AI, I ain't gonna lie, no people stay away from it. I love the chat GPT. Bro, that joint don't wrote my whole agenda for me the other day. Like, I just put it in, tapped in what I wanted, gave me the whole thing. My boy doing curriculums, the whole thing, everything is like the IT. Anything you want to do, that chat GPT is a joint. Jamie, I had to do, I was doing for a presentation, I had to do, put it in there and they just adjust to what you want to say. It's, I love it. I ain't gonna front. That was my new gift. And last night I had a ball. My man hit me up, went to go see Buster Rounds at this private event. That's it. hands down, ain't nobody ever, ever 
Let's see what's wrong in the show. Live show. Harris one is the closest one I could give to it. A one-on-one, not a group. Buster killed it. Split stars, mad cool was backstage with mad cool. Shout out to him and his fiance, newly engaged fiance and stuff like that. And we had a good time last night. My, my man Passport Flav showed a lot of love last night. So it was, it was good at the time. Backstage ballroom. It was really good. Learned, learned a lot of information, man. I learned that in in doing lighting for concerts, there's only two black lighting people in the whole country that do the lighting for shows. I met one of really? them last night. Yep. Since the wow. name of well. Only two in the whole country, bro. Really? Yeah, man. She, she, she wow. gave it the, that was that was dope. I was like, this it was a good night last night, man. Let me ask you a quick question because I was really, really ignited. And um, a friend of mine, she just texted me this, and this has been an argument we've had for 20 years. If I came to you and I said, D, I have a TV for you, and the TV is gonna be, I'm gonna sell it to you half the price, and it's brand new, it's never been opened. Is it important to you to know where it came from? No, not me. You talking to the wrong person. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. What about you? What about you, Damien? I'm with DeMond. I'm, I'm paying you up front. You need to walk me to the bank real quick. I, uh, I'll give you the money right I, now. I don't care. All right. Watch this to my son. Derek, go ahead and make it a sweep. Derek on yeah, front. Yeah. I knew it. Derek, does, Derek on front. <laughs> I don't care what that TV To does. me, it, it, came don't from it don't matter. It don't matter. Honest. When I tell it you, Marsha to this day, swear the TV, there's something, a story behind the TV. Swear to this day. To this day, she swear it just can't be take the TV and enjoy it. Where it come from? Why are you giving it to me for this price? This she just can't help it. She just texted me a minute ago and talked about after I mentioned the TV story. She's about what that TV you stole. And I know I didn't steal. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Listen, I had a homeboy. He's passed away, so I can talk about this man. I used to get mad tiger hookups. It's my part of reparation. I don't care how them tires came off that truck brand new and landed on my car. That is reparation. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no. The white man owned Mavis. Ain't no brother named Leroy Johnson to own it. That's reparation. <laughs> I get anything I get is reparation. Yeah. We gonna start selling all our beefs on this. I need y'all because you don't know Marsha. Marsha is one of the best that ever did it, boy. Oh yeah, man, I'm but, sorry. But, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, now, now, now let's get let's get to the show, man. We had a couple of legends pass away, man. First of all, we're, uh, we're gonna give a shout out and rest in peace to our brother Jim Brown. And um, Jim Brown, legendary Hall of Famer, also Hall of Famer, college football, NFL, and lacrosse. But Jamie got a clip. You want to play for us, Jamie? I left at the age of 29 years old, and I was MVP of the league. I wanted to have a career, have it peak, and do other things. This is Jim Brown, the most devastating ball carrier in the history of football. I thought he was going to be a great back. Turns out that he's the greatest running back of all time. Catch yourself in every way, stamina-wise, mentally, courage. Jim Brown, the greatest running back that has ever breathed. He had great balance, he had great speed, and he had great size. At 235 pounds, he could run 100 yards in under 10 seconds. When he made up his mind to do it, he was going to do it. You couldn't knock him off his feet. He always shocked everybody how fast he was. Power. I mean, he had power. You ain't see nobody knock him down. Look at the film. You don't see nobody knock him back. You see him go in the stacks and he come out. He never missed a game. I think that says all you need to know about his toughness. Nobody could hurt him. 
nobody could touch him, nobody was better. He proved it every Sunday. Jim Brown, civil rights oh, yeah, rest football player, rest Hollywood actor. Nope, nope. He averaged over 100 yards a game for his career. That, to me, is is something that if you could say that in football, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what does that say? You know, like, what does that mean in a foot? That's like video game type stats, right? Like, that's tech mobile. And the other thing is never miss the game. And I'm not going to allude to who y'all know I want to allude to, but never miss the game was still an activist, made sure that he not only had ability, but availability and, um, you know, definitely cared about the concerns and issues playing in our community. So uh, arguably the greatest football player to some people to ever live. You always hear his name, Lawrence Taylor and um, uh, Rice, Jerry Rice. Yeah. So, but, but, yeah. uh, Definitely shout out to Jim Brown and yeah. all his on and off the field um, accomplishments. Yeah, no, he's definitely, definitely, like you said, he's definitely one of the names that comes up when we're talking about greatest uh, athletes of all time, you know, not just even football, just one of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, one of the original uh, uh, athlete activists. Um, and uh, at the time, I believe even a pop icon, he went on to make movies and everything as well. So he, you know, he had a run there where he was everywhere and uh, just a really instrumental and influential uh, on a lot of on a lot of uh, on a lot of subjects in a lot of places. So um, rest in power, uh, Jim Brown. Uh, I think I had the uh, pleasure of meeting his um, godson. Um had dinner with him and hung out. So I actually have to reach back and see what his thoughts are. I just thought about that just now. I was like, I should call this guy. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely reach back and see what he's, uh, see what he thought, what his, some of his thoughts are. Um, but yeah, rest in power, Jim Brown, you know, definitely. Yeah. Jim, Jim Brown was dope. Um, he helped out, he, you know, Ali when he wouldn't realize how much he had to play when Ali lost his, his championship belt was stripped away from him. He, was, he covered right. the brother, he covered that brother. And that also, um, how much of a what's my man name that came to play? Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, played for Syracuse, went out of Syracuse, then wound up going to um, playing it for the Browns, the running back behind him that died early in life. I can't think of his name, man. The brother name he helped that brother out big time, too. Jim Brown's dope. I mean, he goes so he could throw what he could throw people, uh, players off him, he could throw women out of hotel rooms. He was the best <laughs> motherfucker to ever do with this. Shit. Never seen a play like that. Play a play for life, man. Play on the field, play in the, in, in the streets. It's got to be a scroll in there, though. It's got to be a scroll. It's still got to be a scroll. Jim Brown went to jail said, fuck that. I'd rather go to jail than motherfucking admit to some shit I ain't doing to some chick. That motherfucker's gangster. He said, jail don't scare me. That motherfucker's gangster. Only black man, first black man to wear a kufi and have sex with white women. That man was gangster, son. At the same time. Do you have a response right now? Yeah, I, don't even got I should a get a scroll for hearing it. That's what I should just get say. Yeah, tell the whole story. You know what I'm saying? James Brown. I mean, listen, the brother gave up his career and his prime 
He was making made more money because of the movie. Uh, what's that movie name? He made that. Uh, I forgot what the name of the movie. I was. forgot the movie, but yeah, that was. The, they said if you make the movie, then you yeah, know. he said, "Yo, I leave because the movie got delayed because of so much rain." So the movie got delayed. So it went to football season. Say, "Yo, I'm out," and he said, "I was just tired anyway." So fuck it. Yeah, he figured that a lot of the great ones break out early. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to leave. Barry somebody... Sanders left around that age, right? Yeah, he left because yeah. yeah, they they put nothing around him. He said, "I want to walk and for the rest of my life," so I'm yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jim Brown got a taste of that white, some of that white woman on that movie. He said, "Shit, I'm out of this NFL shit. I'm going over here get these snow bunnies, goddamn, and get this everyday check. Fuck this NFL shit." <laughs> so I ain't mad at him, man. One of the best to do it, man. I love the brother, man. Love the brother. But um, we also lost lost another icon today, today man. I mean, back to back, Tina Turner. You know, yeah. now, we all, now can know, we can we not slander her in nah, the compliment? Nah, nah, okay, because. Nah. Tina Turner won the best ever do it for decades, bro. We saw it. Okay. Came back, you know, from well, when she was dealing with Ike, and then she came with uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? That joint took off. We remember who older cats remember when that video played all the time on video hot tracks. You know, you know, they were saying that joint came all the time. Tina had the big hair, had chicks trying to wear their hair like that. Now they got mm-hmm. now Tina had the, the better hair. Now they got these damn, you know, these ugly lace hat, lace front weave that look horrible on these chicks and these baby hairs. They need to take it back to that Tina yeah. Turner strip. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyhow, Tina Turner, rest in peace. You know, I do not touch her on the way up to heaven. Let her come into that joint without any problem. And we play the clip. Within the last hour, we have learned that Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, has died at the age of 83. one of her many, many, many hits. In a statement, Turner's family said she died at home in Switzerland after a long illness. Her influence on the music industry stretched across decades, inspiring artists like Mick Jagger and Beyonce. She was the first woman and black artist to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone. Turner won seven Grammys throughout her career, and she received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018. Again, Tina Turner passing at the age of 83. 83. Yeah, man. Somebody somebody watching the background noise. We're going to background noise in the mic, though. I just want to tell you that. A lot of background noise coming back. Some replays playing back. No, I think think she was an icon, and I remember a performance she did uh with uh when she and beyonce performed together and it was kind of like um she had that she she was the first i guess beyonce as far as the um the energy and the physique and all the different things known for great legs and that was the the thing about tina turner and um such a great movie it's so interesting you see a person like her i think you know you see in the movie she had you know, had an issue with the church. She wound up becoming a Buddhist. She had an issue with um, Ike and wound up marrying the dude from overseas. Had an issue with America and wound up in, you know, Europe. And then, you know, so, I, I mean, one thing about Tina Turner, you know, she wasn't going to sit there and get burned twice. Like, if you, you did something wrong with her, she made that move. But um, I love the way she reinvented her career. And um, many of us um, had a chance to go and see her Broadway play this past summer. Um, thanks to the point guard extraordinaire. And so we had a chance to see it. And she was, uh, I mean, excellent story and excellent uh, performance. Yeah. And ironically, they closed the show. And, um, you know, uh, art imitates life sometimes. And, you know, so she, she uh, 
it, the showbiz antic used to be, the showbiz phrase used to be, leave him wanting more. And so she did that and she uh, left the stage. And so uh, definitely rest in peace to a wonderful, wonderful, great musician. And unfortunately, I don't think this era will have many people uh, like that to claim of their own. So I'm glad we grew up in time where we enjoyed great yeah. performance and great music. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that now. You know, it's just, just again, it's just the way we consume media these days. You just can't have this. I think the megastar and you know the classy megastar who uh, leaves so much to the imagination. Like you know, when we, we used to our stars, you know, you so much of it was imagination. I wonder what they're like, and I wonder this, that, and the third. You know, and any little piece. But now it's just all out there. So I don't think you can have that same mystique that they had back then. But um yeah, but yeah it's, you know Tina Tina was it was it man and um one of the greatest rebound and stories uh resiliency you know uh you can just throw all those kind of adjectives in there man you know um yeah. so she was dope you know Absolutely. yeah I mean her music speaks to me I'm a little bit young a little bit you know younger than y'all but um her music spoke to me I grew up listening to it you know aunts uncles mother you know all that and. I still listen to music. Like I, I used to. I, you go on my Facebook. If you scroll back a couple of weeks, you might hear me. Like I write. Like Tina tried to teach y'all, and y'all ain't listen. Some of the lyrics in her songs are so applicable still to this day that I, I think sometimes you know. And that's one of the things you know, Derek. To continue with your point, when it comes to like not having the same type of stars, you don't even have the same type of message. No. Um, and no. I think that 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 it's it's not even about how we consume music. Because if something is quality, we're going to consume it. I think it's how it's provided. Oh, yeah. yeah because of yeah, technology, yeah, yeah. they're pushing things into the 10-second void mm -hmm. because they're trying mm -hmm. to basically monetize 100,000 things at once instead of, like, building one thing up to be great. It's like, look, if we throw 1,000 things at the wall and 10 of them stick, we're going to ride those 10 things. So they're throwing so much at everybody. It's like, yeah. why not? You know, you know, they, they say artists, artist development is no longer a thing, right? That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's real. And and those are people who had to go through the ups and downs, the bumps and bruises, and triumph. Nowadays, respectfully, most of the people they 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 make one song that's popular, and for for some reason they're a celebrity, and it's like they're not. They're just putting a lot of money behind them because they're trying to maximize their profits as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just how it's provided. You know what I mean? Like they're they're providing us the microwavable experience. And that's what we're used to. Yeah, no doubt. That's what we want now. So I guess because that's what I, we I don't know if we want it. I think that's what they're giving to us. I don't I, I don't hear I don't a lot of people it. saying just give me 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like people right. want to go to the two hour concert and see the artists go through it. No, right. we're just going to give you the. The the emailed version of the video, you turned the sound bite. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, rest in peace, Tina Turner. Rest in yeah. peace, Ike Turner. You know what I'm saying? Hope they got peace. Finally. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I listen, man. Listen, I, I met Ike. Ike was a good dude, man. He still got that pimp hand in him, but you know, he was a good dude, man. Not I don't right care anybody. I know, I'm just right saying. Like, Get a man to be dead, man. Get a man. You know what I realized? On you this haven't. Day. You haven't. You <laughs> haven't. On this thing. <laughs> he, he, you haven't. You haven't. You haven't scroll withdraw. You trying to you see? He's trying to go no, cold turkey, no, but he know he no he he beat it. He beat it for it. Yeah, he beat it. I love Tina. I love Tina. Kelvin, though, that play was dope. Tina was dope. It was icon, man. She's icon, man. So 
I, I have to agree with Kelvin because you said tree jizz. So I'm like, I didn't even, yo, <laughs> I have a vivid imagination. I'm even good with words and never even even heard of that. Like that's he's a, on it right that's now. Just, that's just all, all, all of them look at it. Give me, give me, give me the facial, son. That should give me. I come outside. That shit's like, all over my face. Everything. Video, please. Do you? Yeah, right, man. I met I met Ike Turnout in Beverly Hills, man, years ago, man. He was going to um, uh, Hugh Hefner party. Kicking it. Cool dude, man. Right, that's oh another story. Cool deal. He was, it was, that was funny. I know Jameson, get, we got a guest coming in. I'm not going to go to that story. But Ike Turner. Yeah, you can't say Ike is kicking it. You got to be literal. <laughs> anyway, when you get a chance, go to the Ike oh, Turner interview on YouTube with Arsenio Hall. And that's all I got to say one time. And that shit, that's how I, I, funny dude, man. Um, anyhow, tonight we got a special guest, one of my homies from the dirt. She's phenomenal. We play her commercials all the time on the show. She's out here trying to heal people, help people reach their goals through holistic psych psychotherapeutic medicine. I hope I'm saying that right. My tongue is all messed up and shit feels swole, pause. But anyhow, so my dear sister from another mister, Serene Prince. Jimmy, can you bring her in, please? Serene, hey. what's up, baby? What's Good evening, everyone. Good night, I should say. How y'all doing? doing, sister? How you doing, Serene? I am blessed. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I believe I was here the first time was during the pandemic, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so... I, you know, for those that don't know me, my name is Serene Prince, born and raised in Southeast Queens. I'm a holistic psychotherapist, licensed clinical social worker. I'm licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Florida. Um, when I first came on here, I was only licensed in New York, but since then, I've added on two licensures. Yes, 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 um, yes. When I was on here, I was just solo. Now my practice has grown. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to you all, to all you kings, you and the team, um, and the engineer behind the scenes, Sam, who have been supporting me all along the way. And with your support, I know I couldn't have not gotten this far aside from the blessings of the almighty God. And I am just really, really blessed and happy to be here with you all. Yes, thank, thank you. you thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You know, your business is growing. They need you in Florida because Florida man is out there and he got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to connect with them. It's been, I'm not sure how to get there, but I'm here waiting, you know. Yeah. Serene, right. I got to ask you a question. I'm, I'm sorry. And this is going to, I hope, please, I hope this is not foul. But, you know, and maybe this has to do with age. There's this, I guess, different point of view. I have uh, nieces and a nephew that are all in their 20s and 30s. And so one of them is kind of in your field. And just about every conversation leads to mental health. And then you have people like myself that's a little exhausted because I think, I think while there are many people with mental health issues, yeah. I think now there's this narrative that everything that goes on or that we dislike is some type of trigger or something like that. Is there some type of happy medium or balance? Because people like myself get accused of not taking mental health serious. And then I guess people like myself accuse 
the current generation of going using it as some type of um you know get out of jail free card or crutch or something like that so so um it's funny that you say that i kid you not i was thinking about that earlier today and so sometimes um you know when i meet with clients they come to me and they say you know i want to change you know i said well you know you are meeting with me and we may discover that there's some things that you're experiencing, your symptoms, we're looking at, I'm looking at the things that are impacting your life and in a way that is impairing your functioning, right? So that could be um, the way that you're showing up at work, maintaining your hygiene. If you're noticing a patterns in your relationships, they're not working out, um, the way that you're interacting with family members. And I said, you may discover that you're a wonderful person and you may discover that you're an asshole. And mental health ain't got nothing to do with it. And there are just people who have certain personality thank or you. characteristics and you're an ass. Yeah, thank you. And, <laughs> and I'm not going to therapize it as my niece calls it. You know, so like it thank is what it is. And so I would say for me, um, being a therapist, I think is second nature. I'd, even though I'm just interacting with someone, I would find that I'm in this space just there, not asking anyone any questions, and they are pouring out themselves to me, right? So there's a, there is an aura, right? And yes, I do recognize that there are triggers, and I do recognize someone's just an ass. It ain't got nothing to do with mental health. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I ask a question, Serene? Hi. I don't know. We've never met. Damien, um, your shirt, Healing is My Love Story. Can you tell me the significance of the shirt? So this is my shirt. I created it, and I appreciate you asking me that. Um, it is what I consider uh, when persons talk about a love story, right? I do believe in having a relationship with yourself. So when clients are sharing with me about their various relationships, whether at work, their spouse, partner, family members, and, you know, I said, yes, we will look at that. But the most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself. And there you will discover whether or not you are the cause for the, the conflict or you are just not, um, you know, your boundaries, right? Your boundaries are unhealthy. But the love story is the one that you have with yourself and the one that you will create during therapy and in just anyone's own um, journey to their healing and growth. And that is a story that no one can ever take away from you because you're at the center of it all, right? And you are deciding how persons and things are engaging with you and how you're engaging with it. And so in a nutshell, that's how I came up with healing is my love story. And it's, it's you know, it's not linear and it's continuous. It never ends. It's not you come to therapy and it's like, I want to heal. And I'm like, that's not how it works. You know, life sucks. Life be life in. You know, there's nothing that we can do about it. There are unexpected deaths. There are horrible deaths, as we all have been saying. There's, you know, traumatic things going on. You know, your car tires burst. You know, your, you know, all kinds of things. Life happens. Um, and so there are moments where you may enter in mental health services or in treatment. You find that you no longer need it. You're good. You're thriving. 
few years later, you end up calling a therapist because you're going through these situations, right? So it can look like infertility. It can look like a loss of a child. It can look like, as we know, the pandemic, but still things are happening. It can look like a divorce. It can even look like I'm getting married and I never thought I would be here and I'm really anxious about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so, you know, healing is, it never stops. How does someone know they need a therapist? They know they need a therapist when the symptoms that they are experiencing is impacting their nearly their day-to-day -day, or at least several days out of the week. So that can look like someone who's having sleep deprivation or disturbance in their sleep. They're noticing that they're losing sleep several days out of the week. Or they may start to notice that you know, that cocktail that they love is not hitting them the way that it used to. They may start to notice that they're feeling more anxious when they have it or they're becoming belligerent afterwards and they never used to be that way. Um, clients who smoke marijuana are recognizing that it's not hitting them the same way anymore. Um, they're realizing that they're starting to have um, not so much psychosis, but their behavior is changing. Um, or that they're requiring more than normal, um, or persons who may realize that they're oversleeping or just not desiring to go out or engage with people the way that they normally would. Um, and so that is when you realize that, you know, there's something going on here and I really should be looking for mental health services or treatment or speaking to a mental health professional. One more question. Okay, what's the difference? How do what's the difference when somebody says I feel like I have, I suffer from anxiety or depression? What so what are so what are the signs? What's the difference for them? Right. So I am a believer. My theoretical framework is that the anxiety anxiety is the foundation of it all. There is nothing wrong with anxious or anxiety. There's nothing wrong with even depression. Right. Um, those two. Those are normal. Feelings, emotions, you're sad about something and it may have you like, you know, it may have you down for a week, right? Um, or you may feel anxious about something, whether it's, you know, maybe you lost your job. It is a normal reaction. It is when, so anxiety is when you tend to have these negative thoughts about something. So it could be like, um, Let's say you, um, you know, started a business. Like I started a business. I had a lot of anxiety surrounding that. It was wonderful, but at the same time, it was something I was venturing in that I had no frame of reference for. So I was just like figuring it out, reading, learning, talking to people. And the anxiety had took a lot um, in me throughout the week at the very beginning stages because I really was trying to figure things out. And so I realized that I was becoming anxious. I was worrying about whether I'll be able to pay my bills. I was worried about whether I would be successful. I was worried about, um, you know, whether I'll be able to grow it and sustain my staff. And so with that, I contacted my old therapist and I connected with other Black women who had their own practices. And so with that, that helped me to relieve some of the anxiety that I was experiencing. Um, and so that is a common anxiety, right? Then when you speak of anxiety that someone may 
um, have and they're unsure about where it's stemming from, understand that there are several types of anxiety. You have generalized anxiety disorder, you have social anxiety disorder, and so those are very much different. And so you may find someone who realizes that as they're going into social environments, their heart is starting to beat really fast. They may start to feel hot, um, tingly. Their head starts to feel really heavy. Um, They feel woozy and they feel as though they need to retreat. And when they go home, they're feeling much better. They're not having, you know, that significant heart um, increase. Now, depression can look similar to that. But with depression now, this person is in a state of sadness, despair, um, more than two or three times per week. And it's to a point where the depression is either causing them to also self-isolate from other people. Um, It may cause them to not want to engage in certain things. They may not have an interest in the things that they used to. So maybe they used to play sports or take dance class or whatever have you. And then they completely stopped doing that and lost an interest for it. Um, So it's one thing to not want to do it, but then to not feel interested in it. That is a sign of depression. Can I ask one question as well? I think and this is something I've experienced. So I just want your opinion on it. So there are a lot of, and I'm sure you know, armchair psychologists. And, and um, I, I lost my mother when she was 52 years old. Nine years later, my sister, 34, on her way to work, passed away. Unexpectedly, nine years after that, my father, 61, passed away. So people would tell me, you need to go talk to someone because that's too much loss in too short period of time. And that's not normal. And my personality always used to be one of levity. And I always like joking. I like you know, hearing people laugh and things like that. And people are like, you're just using that, deflecting the fact that you're going through pain and stuff. Now, I don't feel that way, okay? But it's like people now determine what they think is wrong with you based on how they would handle situations. Is that a fair assessment? And if it is, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I come from a place where I do not force anyone into therapy. So I've had... Most of the times, um, a Black man may reach out to me because their spouse or their partner says, you need to go to therapy or I don't know about this relationship or it's, you know, and so I would ask them, are you here because someone told you to be here or are you here because you want to be here? Sometimes it's both. And sometimes it's like, no, I'm just being here. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to try it out. And I said, well, you don't have to be here. Um, I don't believe it works if you are forcing yourself to engage in something that doesn't feel comfortable to you. Now, unless you are at risk for harming yourself, if you are having um, intrusive thoughts of killing yourself, if you are self-harming, if you are misusing um, substances or showing an addiction. Um, But if I, you know, I don't know the situation, but if you are saying that you feel fine with it, that's up to you because if in fact it is impacting you, it will show up. It will show up in different ways. It will actually show up in your body because your body holds trauma. It holds pain. So you will start to notice that you may have certain ailments that 
um, are not um, explainable when you go to the doctor. You may notice that you're having headaches um, or that you're experiencing chest pains. And it's usually happening around the same time every year. That's a strong indicator that you are experiencing mental health concerns, but it's showing up in a physiological way. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I got another question. It seems like um, a lot of therapists don't take insurance. And then, then, a lot, then, and then how do someone find a black therapist that takes insurance? We don't have enough time. <laughs> so let me put it to you this way. If you are saying that, let's say we're saying that black people are um, making less than their white counterparts. Mm -hmm. What do you think is happening to your therapist? Mm -hmm. Right. So insurance companies have not increased their rate before COVID. There's not been a rate increase in most health insurance companies in the last 10 years. And I'm sure many of you or clients can say, well, I've gotten a raise a few times within those 10 years. We have not, unless we ask for it. And the raise is very small oftentimes. I'll give you an example. I um, wanted to, and some of us have applied to certain insurance panels. I don't want to name names. And we were told that there were, um, that they were not accepting any more applications because there were enough therapists in our community. Our community is my, is my home address my home zip code. And I've been told that they're at capacity because there are enough therapists in my community. And I said, well, yeah. I find that interesting because I have several clients calling me, asking me if I'm in network, particularly because they want a black therapist. Many of us are applying to these insurance panels several times and have given up. Wow. So I think that's important to share. The other thing is that some persons will say, and you may have not shared this, why don't um, people accept Medicaid? The terms with Medicaid and the terms with commercial or private insurance is a huge difference, right? And so, you know, I, you know, I share with people that I love what I do and I want to increase accessibility, but I got dreams too. I want Ferragamo and Gucci just like you do. <laughs> you know, I want my house. I want land, you know. I feel, I feel that. I feel so that. I have to set myself up in a way that's going to allow me to prosper in that way. Yes. And so there are so many funds. There's a Loveland Foundation um, that I accept. And many of us accept the vouchers from Loveland when they do have the grants open. There are um, Open Path Collective that offers sessions at um, $30 if you're willing to meet with an intern and um, $70 to $80 if you're meeting to meet with, willing to meet with a licensed psychotherapist. Um, and so there are so many different avenues in which you can explore um, funds to do that. We can't leave out EAP, right? Employee Assistance Program services. A lot of companies are now opening up EAP like never before. So ask your employer if they have EAP. And if they don't advocate for yourself, say I'm having a hard time functioning at my job and I cannot afford it. Is there a way that you can fund a few sessions for me? It has happened. You just have to ask. 
be courageous and ask. Mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question. All right, and then, and then I mean, you know, to, yeah, but insurance companies, like my job, is the rate went up every goddamn year on us. And, and, and it's sad that they ain't offset it to y'all every year. Exactly. We we change insurance companies more than I change my socks. I'm Edna one year, I'm Oxford one year, I'm so and so this year, I'm Signet. I'm like, God damn, son. And <laughs> the rate does not go up unless we ask. And if we do ask, some of us may get maybe two dollars on one particular service, not all. Wow. Yeah. Look so, at their if anyone has mental services, or if you know what someone it has commercial health insurance. Ask them to look at the explanation of benefits, and they will tell you how much we're paid. Wow, sad, <laughs> sad. But um, real quick question: Since it's mental, uh, May's mental, um, known for Mental Health uh, History Month, do you see um, has your business picked up since in this month? Yeah, so May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it has picked up tremendously. Um, we're almost approaching a wait list, which I don't like to do. Uh, and persons, you know, the message has really been delivered um, across various platforms. Um, some persons are recognizing it. Some people are, you know, they're kind of curious about it. They want to know what it's all about. Um, and I do want to share that even prior to this month, because I know oftentimes we talk about that there's not enough Black therapists, there, you know, health insurance. I want to celebrate black people for seeking mental health services there has been an alarming increase not alarming alarming in a good way increase in black people seeking mental health care mm -hmm. please let the peoples know okay um black women um black children black teens black teens are emailing us by themselves seeking therapy, and they are very clear about the support that they need. Black teens are seeking therapy because they're going to college and they want emotional support for this transition in life. Black men are seeking mental health services because they are ready to heal and recognize that they have not dealt with a lot of their own childhood traumas. So, you know, I think it's so important that because if you look it up, you probably see will see, you know, the disparities in black mental health. And yes, that is true. But those messages can also be a deterrent for someone seeking mental health support because they may feel, well, there's no one out there. And when I go and I do speaking engagements and I share with people the number of resources and I pull up my people's because I got a network, there's a whole network, network of us. And I'm like, here, you can call this person, this, but they're like, where are these people? I'm like, we're here. We are here waiting for you. And so, you know, it's just really important to take your time um, and don't let one experience or someone share their experience to be your experience, right? Um, and so I just wanted to share that because that's really important. Um, I also want to share that when we talk about, um, and I think some, we're still talking about the pandemic, I also want to talk about the policies at the workplace, right? Um, I did a column for someone and I was sharing with the company that a lot of companies have not shift their policies. And I, the reason why I share that is because some people are working from home and they're experiencing sexual harassment or just harassment from their director, their supervisor. And so if you look at your policies, your policies more than likely predate the pandemic. It needs to be updated. Mm 
-hmm. needs to be updated to include harassment and digital harassment. And it also needs to include um, mental health supports because persons are self-isolating. And that really impacts one's mental health. Well, speaking of that, um, we spoke to you during the pandemic. So what I want to know, your opinion after the pandemic, I've noticed some changes. One of them is somebody got money for fireworks to start shooting fireworks all the time, uh, especially in the winter. Okay. So so I want to know why that's going on. And then in New York, everybody just everybody nobody can buy food, but everybody can buy a gun. So everybody got a gun, everybody uh, shoot everybody. And so right now we have, I guess in the early stages of seeing the effect people you're talking about with dogs, that the dogs are born in the pandemic, they don't know how to get along with other people or dogs and stuff. So right now, early what are the early you know, signs you're seeing um, the, the residue of this pandemic so far? Because it doesn't look good in this neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I'm so happy that the whole fireworks thing have been eradicated because yes, yes. it was insane. <laughs> I had to use my noise machine that I use for sessions and I had to try that to like offset the sound. Wow. And I don't, I don't have the actual evidence, but I can guess like most things that are in, well, they've been in all neighborhoods per se, but in black neighborhoods, when it comes to guns and fireworks, it's usually not to help the community, right? The The community is vulnerable. And so therefore it, it just makes us more susceptible to trauma, um, illnesses, to violence, to death. Um, and it was rampant. It was rampant actually on my block where someone got shot in front of my house um, and people were shooting. And that never happened around here before, not to this degree. And so that much I can offer to that. Also, impulse control is very grave since the pandemic. People are really struggling with their impulses. Um, and that a lot of that is really stemming from anxiety, is stemming from trauma. Um, and while there has been an increase in persons seeking mental su um, support and services, there are persons who experienced trauma during the pandemic. And the residual, the residual of that is that now that's what you're seeing a lot in not only teens, but also adults. Okay. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. You must be in Queens. I am. I am too. That's why we know we heard the same fireworks. Exactly. You know, because I almost lost my mental health. My mental health and went out there. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was an altercation well, one night, two in the morning. It was. It's, I had to scream into the pillow one time because I was like, they were doing the. You know, they were doing a battle. So they were battling. I'm like, y'all really battling fireworks? Like this is. A, this can't be life. The native. The natives. <laughs> it's serene. <laughs> Uh, well, we've been hearing a lot about uh, uh, this artificial intelligence. Uh, how has that changed the game in terms of like what you do in any kind of therapy services? So AI is coming, has already entered into mental health. And some companies and clinicians are using AI. Um I do not use AI. I don't want to. I, can't, I won't say that I would never use it, but I'm not interested in that. Um, and so it does allow someone who's seeking mental health supportive services at 2 a.m. in the morning to have a session with AI who responds in a very compassionate way. 
Um, and so it doesn't allow for there to be that authentic discussion the way that many of us would have with our clients. Um, but some persons find it satisfying. And I know that many um, persons, whether it's in mental health and other um, industries, are wondering about the loss of their jobs because of AI. It is a very real thing. And it has people, it helps with people writing their reports and all kinds of stuff. So you don't know who's really writing the report, whether it's an actual person or some bot or whatever they call it. Um, I'm learning about it. I think I actually have a training scheduled um, next month because I do want to keep abreast of it and I do want to stay in the now. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm going to learn about it, but AI, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah. So, Serene, man, tell us, you have a, you heard you got a new ebook out? Come yes. So, I have a digital journal. It's called Reflective Journal. It is made for women. It's on Etsy. If you go on Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash with Serene, scrolling on the bottom, $10.50. And I'm also having a free online Zoom um, women's group to reflect together, to reflect in community. Um, it is a variation of a therapeutic tool that I use with my patients. Um, but I had, you know, took some things out to make it more of a self-help and self-use. Um, but it really is helpful in reflecting and looking at one's thoughts and behaviors and interactions, um, whether it's at the workplace or with your partners or at home. And it's really a way to begin to um, reflect and look at where you've been um, doing well in and where you may need some areas where you want to improve in, as well as, you know, goals for yourself in terms of your finances, your health, um, your love life, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, I'm hoping people will download it. It is instantly downloadable as soon as you purchase it. It's on sale and you uh, automatically gain access to the uh, free online women support group. So we're reflecting together, reflecting in community, and that's on June 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, sis. Thank you so Thank much you so for coming much. on. Sis, we know we love you. We need more people like you in the community. Help the brothers out. And this, we're going to have to help you advocate and get some damn insurance because I can't afford it all right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I got I got issues, goddammit. I do accept insurance. <laughs> Aetna Cigna, United Healthcare, Optum, and Northwell Health Employees. And oh, I will soon be accepting Fidelis. Stay tuned. I, I got to look at my car. I think I got Optum. All right. I got to figure it out. So, thank you, for, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate you. Be Love blessed. you, sis. All, all right, right now. All right, all right, all right. I'm in the middle. I found a bus of freestyle. Oh, you just cut me off. I was about to give you some bars. Crazy. In the nick of time. Because I saw it. Hey, on the flow, Kelvin. The flow is unstoppable. I didn't know you heard that. I thought I was muted. Anyway, thanks for Serene coming on. Jamie, let's go to commercial. Place the green commercial, bro. Jam. Orchard Bloom Counseling Services, or known as OBS, is a private mental health practice based in Southeast Queens, New York. 
OBS's founder and holistic psychotherapist, Serene Prince, is a Queens native with Caribbean roots. Serene is committed to providing culturally competent holistic psychotherapy to diverse communities while curating a safe healing space for black and brown people with compassion and awareness of their total being. As experts in children and teens, we have curated a mental health and wellness community where children are heard, guided in developing a healthy self-esteem, supported in strengthening their inherited resilience, and learn skills to manage their emotions to develop positive relationships with parents, adults, and their peers. Orchard Blue Counseling Services is designed to help children and adults discover their inner healer as we take the journey with our clients to work towards self-acceptance, self-love, and resilience to manage life's uncertainties and embrace its wonders. Our private practice extends to providing consultant services for personal life transitions and business development, parenting guidance and support, and clinical supervision for mental health students and therapists. And be sure to book our founder, Serene Prince, as your next holistic speaker, offering your audience a life-changing experience. Now that you have taken the first step to learning about us, we invite you to walk towards a healing and progressive life with Orchard Blue Counseling Services. Contact us for your free consultation where applicable. Email or call us at info at orchardbluecounseling.com or area code 516-200-1174. You can also connect with us at our website and social media pages, orchardbluecounseling.com or on Instagram at orchardbluecounseling.com underscore counseling SBCS or Facebook at Orchard Blue Counseling. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? If you like what you're seeing from the four brothers here, give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. Brothers, brothers, brothers. All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to have a little discussion talk, man. Uh, Kelvin, I need you to take it over here, man. Most top five impactful moments in black pop culture history. Kelvin, this is your just take it from here, bro. Take the lead. Okay. All right. The reason stop making that face, Damien. Everybody out there know Damien does not appreciate, you know, the impact that we have had on pop culture. No, I'm joking. Damn. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Okay, hey, so baby. I got I have, okay, I have number, I'm joking. I'm messing with you. I got number five, Sydney Sydney Portier, 1963, uh, first black man. Uh, to win a best um, actor. Uh, so receiving the Oscar in 1963, that's number five for me. Uh, number four is the release of Rapper's Delight. That the commercial success of Rapper's Delight, I think impacted um, hip hop uh, being something that was recognized by the masses. So I think Rapper's mm -hmm. Delight, uh, which is still a classic and I think will always remain that way and I had an impact on hip hop. Number three, is uh, the debut of The Cosby Show, which um, had a 50 share and a 50 rating, which saved uh, sitcoms. Also, the imagery 
um, the great lengths that uh, Dr. Cosby at the time went through to make sure that the image was positive for our community. Uh, just uh, 16 years after the assassination of Dr. King, uh, 1984, uh, it debuted on NBC. And then number three, uh, I have Eddie Murphy's HBO special, Delirious, um, mm -hmm. because if you listen to anybody, whether it be Chappelle or Chris Rock or Kevin Hart, they always say that was the moment that they knew they wanted to be a comedian. And mm -hmm. then number one, of course, I have Michael Jackson, uh, The Moonwalk, 1983, Motown 25, uh, that sent him into superstardom. And also it sent, um, I think, a generation of dancers away. From oh, Usher, from Usher to Chris Brown to anybody you can think of will always say uh, that that impact that Michael had from that time changed their lives and they're constantly uh, revering and referencing those moments. So I think in our culture, I think those five moments were the top uh, most impactful moments um, in black pop culture uh, in my lifetime and, and maybe beyond. Dope. Dope, dope, That's dope. dope <clears throat> All right, yeah. what are we doing? Am I next? Who's yeah, going I, next? I, 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 I didn't have a list. So right, well, let's, 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 let's go towards you, Dan, because I know yours is right. dope. Let me get mine out the way, because I know yours is dope. Dan making freestyle. He don't even I know, he can't. Right he's the man. My, um, my greatest yeah. black moments is y'all four. It's y'all three. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good one. Oh, man. Well, i tell you what. I, I'm, I'm going to go five to one, uh, same as you, Kelvin. Started five, going to my number one. I'm going to go... My number five is going to be a little bit more current, all right, because I'm thinking forward. I'm forward thinking. That's what I do. See, I'm thinking in the future. So okay, gotcha. um, right now. So I'm going to say that uh, my number five is uh, Lizzo, all right? When Lizzo put her big black lips on that, <laughs> on that nice white man's crystal flute and <laughs> Oh, it got, it got oh, I can't believe it. Yo, I thought I just imagined it. It's actually on the bottom of the screen. When I had my eyes closed, I saw it. <laughs> she, played, uh, she played James Madison's Crystal Flute. Now, I'm going to give you dates on mine. See, September 28th, 2022. That was the day. All right? Um, and uh, I think moving forward, whatever she does... <clears throat> We can already see where she's angled at. She's, you know, the she's an icon of the marginalized or the overweight or whatever you want to call it, the imperfect, you know. And uh, there are people who see themselves in Lizzo. So they're going to go and they're going to remember that day when those two kind of those world collide. And plus, it just made the conservatives just drove them batshit, man. You know what I'm saying? I remember they lost their minds when she played that crystal flute. <laughs> Brown ass lips. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, number four. <laughs> number four. Uh, I'm going to give you another date. Number four, July 27th, 1984. That was the debut of Purple Rain. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Chris, right. Uh, you know one. what, man? You know, we already knew what that was. And we were all of age. So, I, well, Dan, you was a few years behind us. But I can remember back then it was like, oh, well, you got to school or whatever. Did you see the Did you see the movie? You remember how big it was? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, that's it true. was huge. You know, it was really huge. And, uh, you know, he was just like the ultimate pipe, pop icon. He really just married like so many different 
um, or I guess demographics and audiences together. You know what I mean? So many genres. He was kind of like uh, musically, he was sort of like James Brown meets Little Richard meets, you know, I don't know, <laughs> some rock and roll right, some right. sort of thing. So, um, so he really did his thing, and that was huge. That movie was just huge, and it's still a classic, and I still watch it every time it comes on, you know? So um, yeah. number three, at number three, uh, January 3rd, 1989, the debut of the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah, so we know he was our first black late night host, and we know how important he was to us and what he meant. And um, and it was just amazing to see. And his show was just dope, man. It was nothing, yeah. you know, the whole whoop, 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 whoop thing. We never saw that before. We was like, yeah, we see ourselves. The shit we do, yeah. you know. So it was really good, man. And, um, you know, letting the dogs out, man. We were really, we were really uh, with Arsenio on that. And, you know, Number it was Derek. He mm -hmm. made us. He allowed the first chair to go to someone that people didn't know was Mary J. Blige right. at one point. It was Mariah Carey, where they couldn't get on Carson. So yeah, I think that's that, right. That, that was definitely that's right. Point. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yeah, a lot of people that look like us. So, um, and and they were important. So, number two was uh, I'm gonna go a little bit more. Now we're moving a little bit closer up. Um, January twentieth was a Tuesday, two thousand nine. It's cold outside, freezing cold. Aretha Franklin was there. It was the Barack Obama inauguration. All right, and um just goes without saying you know what i mean um how important that was how big a, a, a moment was it wasn't musical it wasn't necessarily entertainment but it was just across so many things uh ult's good yeah yeah <laughs> which vanity took that robe of prince only paid fifty thousand dollars versus the last dragon's three hundred fifty thousand dollar payout last oh, dragon man. should be on the list yeah you're right would you, you teach be? me some moves <laughs> <laughs> that's my joke Leroy. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's my converse. Sorry, Derek. Please, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here with my number one, which um has got to be true because it parrots uh Kelvin's number one, uh, which is of course Billie Jean, Michael Jackson, 1983. It was March 25th, 1983. Now he actually, and this is the this is the date that I'm giving you, March 25th. He did that. On March 25th at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium. That was actually the first time he ever did the moonwalk. We saw it two months later on Motown 25th. All right. So that actually, so when he actually did it, the date he actually did it was 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 early, was two months earlier. I'm so tired of Michael um, getting credit for that moonwalk though. Yeah, he yeah, he I'm wasn't so, the inventor. I'm so, I'm so tired of it. It is so such a false, such fake false statement. That came from hip hop, b-boying. But he didn't. He didn't say that he did it. That was he the never, first time the world saw it. Right, large. right. He never that's said a, that's that. A, he that's a lie, though. Beach Street came out before that, bro. That's, he like never, I said, that's the first time the world saw it at large. Uh, Eighteen uh, people uh, saw Beach Streets about those. Yeah, Beach Street. He said yeah, it. Eighteen people. When Ice T was on the screen, he invented it. He never did. He said somebody taught it. He never said. Yeah, he never said he invented it. Yeah, scroll just for trying to get fly. No, 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 no,
Like, I mean, everybody got a story about it. The bottom line is, stop trying to kill a moment, D. That was a it's big moment. A moment. It was a big moment. D, bro. he was wearing black, okay? He was black, all right? <laughs> Except it. Except, you know. <laughs> I knew that's what we were going to come down to. Oh, man. What's up, Damon? What's going on with you, man? What's so I'm, I'm, if yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I struggled with this question because I was like impactful moments in black, and then I was like pop culture, and I was like, but there's there's a lot of moments, you know what I'm saying? Like we could talk about the '60s, <laughs> we could talk about raising the fist at the Olympics after winning the gold. Like there's so many moments, it we could probably do the top hundred and still not run out of like right. ideas. But um, I'm gonna go. But that's with every list though, huh? But that's with every list though. Yeah, but for us, we got some moments. I have a dream speech. We ain't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, go go with it then. Nah, it ain't on my list. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hater. No, um, Tupac ain't on there. Go ahead, man. Oh my lord! Do you hear? Oh, the overrated. You on there? I'm a. I'm a. No, not at all. I'm. Damn, that sound wrong. Tupac is great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I came across. I can't. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm coming up on Tupac, man. I'm. 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 I'm starting to Listen. give a little bit more props to Tupac than I did. You know, I'm gonna say this, it. and I'm gonna get into my list. I'll tell people all the time. If you look at the top 100 songs in hip hop, Tupac might have two or three of the top 10 or 15. Then you might not see him for the rest of the list, but he's in that top 15, and that that says so. Yeah, he has, he has he had, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go, go to five, man. We yeah. All right. So uh sad to say it, number five to me was George Floyd's murder. Um it 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 shook the world. It was worldwide protest. You know what I mean? Like, so that that to me goes on the list. I know we could talk about that for hours. I'm not gonna get too deep into it. Um number four, I have Obama winning the election, not the inauguration. The moment we found out he won, people I was like. I never thought I would see this. Wow. I was shocked. But most people, they was cheering. I'm sure there was a lot of people that got brand new phone numbers. They got laid. There was people pulling Jim Browns, sleeping with white women for the first time. I'm sure it was going crazy out there. So I put that up there. Number three is Rodney King. Um, I think that moment is like, we just say Rodney King and people always like they freeze for a second. Like, oh, I've seen it happen where they remember how that video looked. Like I'm a kid watching that and I'm, not really able to understand it all, you know, but it's, it's you know, it sparked riots, right? The, the impact is like how people responded and it still reverberates, you know? Um, I got the moonwalk as number two and I got the debut of the Cosby show as number one. I think the amount of effort and energy that it put to make that kind of a show, that kind of a success and the amount of things that it spawned Great shows, great uh, careers. It, it, it. I, I put it up there as number one. Now this list, I wasn't like trying to be like one is better than the other, but um, there's so many different things. But um, yeah, that's that's my list. And then honestly, all right, Demond, I'm gonna let you take this one. I had an honorable mention at number six. I had the OJ verdict. Uh, I was gonna say that, but I'm, I, I just came in the list real quick. I was gonna say that OJ was OJ was impactful like a motherfucker, man. They changed <laughs> that changed curriculum in school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that, that OJ was that was everything. I I, I just I just wrote a five real quick with y'all talking about that OJ was a so, so now that I I get another five in there real quick. Um, these are two titty ones: Janet Jackson titty game popped out, and Little Kim showing to the wall with the titties out. So that was very 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 impactful, very impactful. 
Change of yeah. the thing. Very impactful. I'm going to go with some positivity on this next one. Million Man oh. March. Million Man March. Okay, that was good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Very, very, very impactful. There. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. I got some. I got some legit shit in there. I just came real quick. The day Biggie got killed, they still do tributes on March 9th to this day. Yeah, y'all know we celebrate the life instead of the life of the man. But uh, you know, I let black folk we do what we do. We sometimes we caught, caught up in nativism. Now, for some of y'all to remember how impactful this was, Snoop Dogg's album release, the lines were out of control for that. One. I remember in South mm-hmm. Carolina, I seen that line around the corner. Um, I would say, uh, I would say more impactful was the Thriller album, or should I say Doug Williams winning the Super Bowl? Thriller album. Oh, Thriller album. Yeah, it's hard. Ah, it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. football is America's pastime. Too. Yeah, really, it yeah. really is. Yeah, That's but Thriller went all Thriller sold a million copies a week. That joint went around the globe. I'll tell you what my number six would be: the death of Kobe. Ooh, Ooh. that was that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember where I was at. Now, I'm not. I'm not here to start no drama, but you know he was. He he had a court case. He was in a fight against a pharmaceutical company about some yeah. drugs that they was pushing. You know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah that's a whole other subject. We get on that one. But um, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie said he got a top. He got an honorable five. He want to let us know. So Jamie, can you, what's the honorable Spit five? Better not be Jimmy Walker in that list, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> honorable five. Yeah, that's good. Like that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was dope. That's a good one. Yeah, 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 but also, yeah, my man texted me. He said, We gotta mention Run DMC changed the world of hip hop. That's true. Yeah, that's on Sage at Live Aid. That's all true. the people gave and the poor guy paid. Yeah, they, they took it to another level. Yeah. I have to admit, I was I was thinking about Run DMC, you know, it changed the dress culture. And, that's true. My man said that because, but see, when you think about Run, then I start thinking about L. No, but no, 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 you gotta go run first because they changed the right. chains, the look, people's the, 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 running the like, like village people. African Mavados up there taking yeah, boy booties with feathers in his head. Skinny <laughs> <laughs> ass shades he wore and shit. But then it's oh, like if you say man, Run DMC, you say man. NWA. So it, like I left, I tried to leave the hip hop alone know, because it was like it's so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. So many, it's so many. We, but like, that's why I said the. That's why think about it. Curtis Blow basketball. I heard was like the first, you know, pop chart rap song that went. You know, they're playing basketball, or whatever. Like so you had these moments that kind of helped propel, you know, that genre. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many. We could talk about I'll be sure trying to save the light skins. You know what I mean? He tried. <laughs> he helped he tried. He had hey. smash in the 80s. Save. He had, he had a wait, wait, wait. In <laughs> we, the had a, we, had a, we had an entire decade, damn it. 
What what decade was that? That was eighties. That was us. That was light skinned folks. Did. Wait, wait, wait. Jordan you came sure? in and helped us. Jordan and Wesley Snipes came in. No, Wesley Snipes killed us. Wesley Snipes. Right. Well, it, it, ended, it ended with Wesley names. Snipes. It, listen. Right. Listen. It ended with Wesley that Ooh. shit was a come up. What about the stimulus? That shit. <laughs> what about the stimulus checks? It's funny. <laughs> Lots of black business stars. Motherfuckers popping bottles. They were uh, mm-hmm. they was killing on the stimulus. I ain't gonna front. Sean got that one. That's funny as hell. Making <laughs> uh, forward on Joe Buddy's podcast. <laughs> Wait, Melissa Ford? Ford? Melissa Ford? Melissa Ford? Melissa Ford? Megan Ford. Melissa Ford gotta be Melissa Ford. Ford. Oh, okay. Melissa Ford is dope. I'm not gonna lie. Still to this day, killing it. Pound yeah. for pound, pound for pound, still killing it. But anyhow, man. But um, can we at least admit in the '80s, Eddie Murphy was the man. He was the man in, in, in the '80s. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. He took it to rock. And Magic Johnson was the man too. I'm That's just saying. Who you had? Who said? Damn, uh, sorry, you said. Magic, magic, and 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 freaking—they was killing it. That magic, magic ran the Eddie NBA. Murphy. Magic ran the NBA. Eddie ran film. Michael ran yeah. music. Yeah. Right. Michael tried Michael to be light skin. Michael you know, he had an adjustment. He got a little lighter, but the the main two. You know, <laughs> Prince. Not I, mean, like I, I hate to say to y'all, Prince. Michael was a bigger star than Prince. Yeah, he was. I hate oh, we could also say, say you know, go ahead. The Last Dragon Michael came out nice in what '85. <laughs> Time out. He was the dude, Bruce Leroy. He only he problem with Bruce Leroy is somebody uh showing up behind in Harlem. About some, especially at that pizza place. Yo, Jamie, Jamie mentioned it in the back the Magic Johnson announcement. I remember that shit where I was at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the yeah, dorm. Yeah, I was yeah. in the dorm, and we was like, I hope it's not true. But they said, yo, ESPN, everybody turned to ESPN at six o'clock. We all gathered in the you know lobby of the dorm. We saw um Jerry West and Kareem. We was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh this don't look good. This is run. the blackest conversation in the world. I got five. I'm trying to uplift people, and I should just went dark, man. Damn, you know. Yo, just, I did a good list of our trauma out there, the most impactful moment in pop, it's supposed to be pop culture. You know, know no, well, Damien can't said, do that. Damien can't do that. He don't want I no said titties. I said titties. Damien won't fight the power 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> I said Obama winning the election. In the pop culture. Damn. <laughs> Look. You know. No, but I mean, those are there's a good, good list, though. Good list. This yeah. will be debated amongst podcasts all over the world tomorrow. They <laughs> like stealing that stuff, right? All right, man. So let me see some topics, man. Uh Get it. Let's get it in here. Let's get it in. Uh, in in uh, in NAACP travel advisory warned Florida warns Florida is opening hostile to- towards African Americans. Thoughts on that, James brothers? NAACP has issued a travel advisory for Florida just days before the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Controversial new laws have led the group to claim that Black lives are quote not valued here. Local Times Glenna Milberg is live with reaction. Glenna. Nicole, we already met visitors who are here from Memorial Day. These stanchions for the weekend were brought in just a few hours ago. A lot of people really haven't heard about this travel advisory just yet, but businesses have and they are bracing. And from black owned businesses, the reaction is a bit more complicated. 
At historic Dunn's Josephine Hotel in Overtown, African-American history is baked into the experience that culturally diverse clientele come for. I support it. I really do. I think that, you know, we have to make a stand as African-Americans about our history. Owner Kristen Kitchen gives voice to black business owners who both support the NAACP travel advisory and may also face its effects. If there is an economic impact to us, we need to make those kinds of sacrifices in order to make change. The advisory is right there on the front page of the NAACP website and details the protest over new state laws it calls anti-civil rights, like restrictions on African-American history lessons and roadblocks on diversity and equity training, fingers pointed squarely at the governor. Is business worried? The Florida Chamber of Commerce had no comment on the advisory, but wrote Florida moved to number one in the U.S. for black-owned businesses. We would implore them to make that investment in Miami because they will be investing in a lot of the same constituents that are represented by some of those groups. Too soon to see signs of a travel advisory effect here on South Beach. Did you hear about the NAACP travel advisory? I have not. No. <laughs> but there are signs that visitors are paying attention. Really, they wouldn't want me to spend my money here if they wouldn't want me here. So the advisory was actually posted on the website, came out over the weekend late Friday, and the governor's office had no official response to it and still has not. But there are a series of tweets from his spokespeople on Twitter and the like uh, talking about mostly numbers that are very favorable in Florida business and tourism and also pointing out that the national leadership of the NAACP actually does live in Florida. I'm Glenna Milberg, live on South Beach tonight, Local 10 News. Lots of conversations being had. Thank you, Glenna. Now to okay, so this is my point on it. Um, my parents are both members of NAACP. I don't think the NAACP has uh, a presence um, with young people in our communities today. I don't ever hear anything about it, much like I never hear. I used to hear about the United Negro College Fund. I had never seen a person or knew a person got a dime from it. Never. I just never knew. I'm sure somebody did. I just never met one person that even factored that in when trying to go to college. It just seemed like it was some type of uniform or something. I just don't think, I, I think the, the reason people, the lady said she didn't hear anything about it, because you don't hear anything about the NWCP. At least I don't. So I don't know that people will recognize them nationally when they tell you something that you would listen to this or whatever. I think what happens right. in our community, unfortunately, if you have entertainers, if, if you remember when, when um, uh, Zimmerman uh, shot Tavon Martin, Steve Wonder said, I will never perform in that state again as long as that I'll be, hold your ground. Stay um, your ground. Stand your ground was in place. He would never do it. And he's willing to take that stand. If Drake came out and said it, if Jay-Z came out and said it, if the whoever the young artists are today came out and said it, I think that would make more of an impact than NAACP, which I don't think people connect with or relate to anymore. Yeah, I you you know it I want to try to see both sides of it, but I, I'm with you. I don't know the message of the NAACP. I'm not sure what their significance is now. Not saying, not disrespecting, not trying to say they don't have significance. They have historical significance. There is undeniable. But what is the movement that they're trying to make? Because it a lot of things I hear about the NAACP currently, if I find something on the internet or on the news, it's about like members of the NAACP speaking out against reparations or something like that, that it seems like black that might benefit black people and the NAACP is like, oh, we're not really in support of that. So I'm not sure what their stance are, what, what is or what their message is. And um, 
I, yeah, it, it, what, and then we know America's racist. So if you, if you be like, oh, don't go to Boston, Boston's racist. Right. We know that. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Florida. Right. We know that. Look at DeSantis. We know, we know, like you, you, you telling us something we know. Yo, Thursday is gonna be it's gonna be hot outside. It's the summer. <laughs> right, right. I'm against That's I'm it. against I'm against cutting ourselves off from any part of this country. You know what I'm saying? Anything that cuts us off from any part of this country, I'm against. I think we need more black presence everywhere. You know what I mean? We need to you can't we 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 don't need to say, okay, we'll stay out of this portion of the country or stay out of that portion of the country and get tricked into thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, go down there, spend your money open a business. Um, and when you go down there and visit Florida, find yourself a black business to come and support. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they, they could use it, you know? So that's yeah, kind of like right. where I'm at with it. But as far as the NAACP, yeah, you know, they're corporate uh, activism anyway. So, you know, Yo, I, I, I got to say, Derek, I'm on the other side of it. I'm like, we might, I would love to let certain areas of this country just be all racist, yep. all white. Y'all stay over yeah. here. Yeah, and all your businesses yeah. go. I don't spend my money. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'd rather have. I'd rather be able to walk yeah. out of yeah. my house and see ten black businesses, right. and I don't care which one yeah. I go to. Right. And the money stays in right. the community because right. if we spread out, we too thin. It's only thirteen percent of us. We can't have a crazy presence everywhere. We can only get a few places. I, I, mean, I, see, I, I see. I see both sides. I see both sides. I see that side. what do if black people live in Florida, I'm not talking about damn North Dakota somewhere where you got like five people in the whole damn state. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take your ass down to Florida, spend some money, man. Stop playing. You know what I mean? Come on. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It would have to be who it would have to be who you're gonna let them you out of Florida because I'm gonna tell you right now about racism. I don't know if y'all know how it works. Right. Because one thing racists don't care about, man, is you is 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 you not coming on that block. All right. Worst thing you can do. All right. The worst thing you can do is not go on the block. You see some racists on the block or whatever or in your area. Worst thing you can do is not walk down that area. All right. If you got something you got some business down there or whatever. Yeah. You're backing, that, up, backing I, up, backing up. You keep I, giving ground. You wind up where you're at. You I know? can dig that part of saying about well, not being scared. I can't dig myself financing. Them. But that's what they're saying. They're saying you're in danger if you go to Florida. No, that's but what they're saying. No, no but so I'm going back to your statement. Like, go spend the money. Like, I could dig that. I'm going to spend tax dollars with a governor that's trying to stop everything for our progress, everything to help. Yeah. Stop the and he's, he's going to do let, it let, because let, yeah. let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. So, mm-hmm. the thing is that you want a person who want to stop uh, teaching black history. Those kind of things, I don't know. Like, I know I have a trip coming, going to Florida soon. But that made me. I started thinking about this a few weeks ago. Like I don't. I feel uncomfortable finding. But now I'm supporting this shit. I'm totally against. You know what I'm saying? I understand we can go to a black business support that black business. Yeah, that's cool. But still, tax dollars is gonna go to this motherfucking administration and do what they want to do. I think the bigger thing you should say is stop moving there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yes. what my stop yeah. retiring. Yeah, Kevin, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, no, no, I'm with you. Go ahead. That, that's what I was gonna say. Exactly what Demond and you said. It's like that, I'm not moving next door to the racist i'm not spending i don't want to be near them. they're going to amass wealth and power like if I, i'd rather do it in a place where i know black people are, are going to be like one of the um ert said celebrated or respected mm-hmm. at the very least yeah or have enough that. people that I, we have enough that we can make a exactly. political exactly. move or influence politically because we have at least enough percentage in districts and other areas where we can like 
have a, a a semblance of control over the thing because if if it's a numbers game, right, we're thirteen percent. Right, you, you can't you can't overpower you, numbers with, you, with when you don't have enough. If you keep giving up ground, you'll yeah. never. We're get not giving, up, not giving ground. up ground. Nobody says giving up. Ground. Nobody said anything you about giving up ground, giving up ground or being afraid. When you say, when you say that I'm not going to move somewhere because out of because I'm afraid. All right. I was afraid of nobody. nobody. This is what he listen. This is what the NW. We're talking. We're dealing with what this whole with the what what what. The, this is what they're talking about. They're saying if you go to Florida, literally what they're saying, you're in danger. That's what the whole thing oh, says. See, I says, didn't know it was a danger, danger thing. I thought it was just right? basically you didn't agree you're with You're in his, danger. His, his level of That's what it's saying. So, it's a travel advisory, all right, against going to Florida because you are in danger. No, that's not how you deal with it. You what are they in danger? What are they in danger of? We just said that Racism. we don't listen to the NWA. Yeah, we we did, don't yeah, listen to yeah, the NAACP. Exactly. What, yep, exactly. We don't know their message. We also you, said racism is them. everywhere. No, so if you say racism is in Florida, we know it's in Boston. We know it's in Nevada. Yeah. We know it's everywhere. So they're not telling us anything. Okay, so let me get this straight, just so be clear, because I may be behind on this. I thought DeSantis introduced legislation that you could not have like African. Historical classes taught across the go. state, right? Yo, that was did. it, right? That uh, am, I, am I right? We, so I thought we, the NAACP yeah. is saying because of that, we want to make Sean, him feel it. Can we bring Sean's? Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's no problem. It's no problem. I'm just saying. In other words, I want to be clear so uh, I don't mislead the audience. I, my understanding was he, DeSantis, is is not allowing. Uh, African American history to be taught in public right, schools that's true. and at the university level in some cases, right? That's so true. I heard I thought the NAACP was saying, "Don't come down here and spend your money because we want to make sure that you don't uh, continue to support the state with the government uh, presently in place." This governor, that's what I thought. I didn't know it was some type of listen, be afraid for no, your life thing. If that's listen, the case. listen, that's what I'm saying. You have to understand how that thing stacks, man. When they turn around and they say things like, oh, we're not going to support this, that, and the third, they're trying to tell you not to come. And Sean just says, I'm sorry, your tease, I'm going to get to you. Sean just said, you got to know how to move around just like parts of New York that's racist. When you hear, don't go, you have to go. All right? That's how it starts. You know what I'm saying? When you start getting, that's what I'm saying. When you're giving ground like that, all right, they keep you keep retreating, 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 retreating. Okay, these people are racist. We're not going to support them because of, of X, Y, Z. You know, we want you to spend your money down there. Come on, man. You got people, and he just showed you they got black. There are black people down in Florida. All right, they're right. there. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. May I so ask that's you a question? So let them. Are you saying that black people should go where people are warning them that there is open hostility on their lives? I'm saying because black that's people. What it I'm saying like black people saying. need to. Black people need to live where they are, and they need to. They need to take a stand, and and and, and we need to support black people who are taking a stand wherever they are. You living where you're at, you chose to stay there. Support that person. Start support them staying there, man. Don't don't don't. don't Derek, no, no, I was saying leave. I was saying don't. Saying that. I don't think Nobody's any of us are saying that, that. at all. That. We're not even. I think we are all agreeing with you on that. I, I would I would agree with you 100 percent on that. We got to support people where they are. Because we can't just tell people pick up and move, you know what I mean? Like that—that's not a real type of solution to anything. Because most people don't have that opportunity. But yeah, so, I, I, listen, I don't think and, we were and here's my that. point. Shauna says yeah. that travel, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak to what she's saying. The travel advisory comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis's aggressive attempts to erase Black history and restrict yeah. 
diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. And when you don't go, how and when you don't and when you don't visit, how is that reversing that? So but if you do visit, what, what is, is if you, do? Don't, if you don't live because there, you're saying if you don't go, saying, but tell me how going is going to impact and change the laws. Just visiting and spending money is that going to actually make the difference that you're that you're how, that I think. How are you saying not? How are you staying away? Going to how, the question is keeping your money from them. Giving your money, not giving DeSantis and them more money. They, they respond they respond to money they respond to the people who are there like you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah that's what i'm saying withhold yeah. it that was my point so if you are, so right tourism is tourism is a big part of florida's right am i correct am mm -hmm. I right yeah am i wrong you so disneyland and orland would press yeah. him more right. like you got you costing us money yeah so if i if i'm like if you saying like new york tourism is big for new york too am i correct vegas yeah. so if you stop if people say no we don't spend our tourism dollars Eric, because of this reason that makes the change. That and makes they the go difference. after the governor. And nobody's saying nobody's scared of no motherfuckers. But the thing yeah. is, let's go back to Malcolm X. Malcolm, why why do we need to integrate into their system, into their neighborhood? Who gives yeah. a fuck about their neighbors integrating into their shit? Build your own That's shit up. We got our own shit. We got stores. We got motherfucking schools. We could, We don't need to fuck with them. I don't understand what's the big desire of going with them. It's like, oh, I'm not scared. That's what he said before. I want to be on the play of the black, white player baseball team. Fuck them. We had our own shit. We had 18 fucking teams. Listen. We had two leagues. We had hotels. We don't need the motherfuckers. I don't give a Like, we don't have to go with them. They can stay on their side of the road. Like my father said, they I got side of track, stay my side of track. That's not going to be one thing to that's that. Not gonna, that's not going to, that's not going to, go ahead. Go ahead. Money ain't going to change shit? Wait, no, wait, that, that, I, that, go ahead, go ahead. May I just add one thing? So when we talk about children going to schools and they're not seeing themselves represented in the schools and the history you, books in the classrooms, you, if we're talking about like the impact it has on a child to see black teachers, to see black people in their textbooks, to see black people on TV and things like that, and they're restricting that type of stuff, black Greek organization, all that stuff, then going to Florida could actually limit their exposure to the things that we know improve the the childhood the life the existence of black people in general if we know it's being restricted so i i i can't I, like i'm not i don't think i'm arguing with you and telling you like you're wrong i'm right we have a difference of opinion but i i'm trying to see it from this larger perspective and i and i gotta say demon is speaking from a perspective that i agree with because we're not we don't need to show up everywhere somebody starts a fire we probably need to get away from them and let them burn themselves alive. Yeah. Let me let me have another thing too, right? People saying, okay, inside Florida, the people inside these places got to change. Let's go back to Sun City, Africa. How did Sun City change when people stopped going there? They stopped playing. South Africa, no free, neither are we. Those are brothers and sisters across the sea. That's the Sonic said that. They Great changed. Man. Outside people change inside shit. Don't tell me that shit don't work, man. Look, Are y'all serious? Look, this is what we're telling me. Listen, outside people can assist, but it's going to be the person inside that's going to make the change. Yeah, but you I want to pay for people to move from there. Can't, they not to move there. Everybody, yeah. You can give a person leave. an assist, but you can't. You're not. Yeah, you're not yeah, the reason Derek, why. Derek, I wasn't that's saying for people that live there to move. I wasn't saying the flight to go flight. What I was saying was, in other words, the tourist dollars that you spend in Miami Beach is a lot because whatever you start bankrupting those businesses on miami beach then they go to the governor like yo we voting you out because you costing us yeah. money no, that's not funding your campaign no, that hotel tax ain't coming that rental car tax ain't right. coming 
So you got to make them fit. The only way to feel it is economically. That's the only way I can see. The people that live there, you're right. They're already there, Derek. They're already homeowners. I'm talking about, but with me going in, if I say, hey, I'm either going to go to Vegas or I'm going to go to Miami, now I would have to shift to Vegas or LA and say, forget Miami or whatever. And that's what I would do because I'm not going to help his his bottom line in that state. I wouldn't help it. I wasn't saying Derek for them to leave. I wouldn't, you'd never run. Well, I guess well, well, one thing that we do agree upon is that there needs to be an economic show. There's no an doubt. economic No, that's the only way. That's so the only maybe way. we maybe we need to look at it from both angles. Maybe there needs to be an effort both in and outside the state, both with people Always. who visit and also Always. the people who we can't. We we have to remember that the people who right. do live there, uh, who do have businesses and they want to stay, and we have to have a presence there in order for it to matter at all. You know what no, I'm saying? No, so no, that's, no that's question. Yeah. No question. You, if you look at if you look at the Jewish community, you look at the gay community, their whole thing was based on economics. It, whether you, put like this, you may if, if you don't like either one of them, you you better not say it, because you know if you say it and you got a business, it's a wrap, and they got it on smash. And so we got to be the same way. Whether you like us or not, you got to respect this dollar, else we will shut you down. Yeah. Yeah. Combo. Yeah. Okay. Um. This coon ass motherfucker here, boy. I think Jamie, I think we was down in South Carolina when this 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 bastard was down there. Tim Scott officially running for uh president of the United States during the, in the Republican Party. Jamie got a clip for this. Senator Scott, in August of twenty twenty two, I asked you, what would it take for you to jump in the twenty twenty four presidential race? And you told me that it would require the Lord to speak to you yes. in an obvious way. Yes. So here we are today. Yes. So yes. I want to know, when did that happen and what yeah. did it look like? I'd like to say there was like an, an audible voice, but I didn't have one. But there was this impression on my heart that was really about peace. You know, John 14, 27 talks about the peace I give to you, like, not the, like the world gives to you that I give to you. It was a combination between John 14, 27 and 1 Peter 5, 7, that you cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. That combination gave me a piece about stepping forward in my Faith in America tour, where I really wanted to hear from the American people about the challenges that we face and the solutions that they're interested in. The one thing I heard consistently is that we are a faith-filled country, that our foundation as a nation is a Judeo-Christian foundation. And the further we get away from it, the harder life gets. The closer we get to it, the better life is. That's the one message I get excited about. And, and even today, today when I was getting ready to come out, uh, it was this morning about six o'clock, seven o'clock, I was thinking about it, it was feel the nerves and the butterflies. And finally, I heard the Lord speak to my heart and say, this is not about you. Don't confuse it. You're, our, you're, you're my vessel for this journey, but it's not about you. It's about the American people who are starved for hope, looking for opportunities. They want to protect this nation that they love. When I heard that, the first thing I did, to be honest with you, is I turned on nothing else by Cody Carnes and then listened to the blessing by his wife. <laughs> and then wrapped it up with gratitude uh, from Brandon Labes. I really felt like the Lord was saying, remove you from the equation and let's just see what happens. Yeah. Now, I'm Can he, he remove is, himself he from the equation? He, I just, I, you know what? I didn't see D's face, but I already knew it. It was, it was. I mean, uh, I first of all, I don't know where they get these dudes from. I really don't. See, what I don't like is this. First of all, again, 
much like uh, Serene was just saying about the mental health thing. Mm -hmm. Every situation, as a believer, I don't sit there and tell everybody God is speaking to me about everything. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> once you once you invoke God, then that's saying that the other side that you know what I mean. So now, when when he loses, and he's gonna lose. When he loses in the in in the in the um primary, then it'd be like God just wanted me to do this just for this short amount of time. He didn't want me to be president. He just want me to to run. Just to show yeah. it's gonna be something like that. So that's why you be very careful. I'll just say to anybody, don't say God said it unless you know for a fact that God said it. And then understand, just because you say God said it doesn't mean everybody else is gonna believe it. The other thing that I don't um get with him, he made a statement saying that you know, America's not a racist country. Stuff like that, you just lose me right there. Especially when you looking like you look, you know you have helped had to deal with it. Regardless of how much pandering you do, you're still going to have to deal with it. And those are things that that, that bother me. <laughs> Elvin, I appreciate you. I think you are a Can't respectful trust the front. Yeah. <laughs> and you're an admirable adult. I think he likes he likes some things that's suspect. He looks very suspect. I'm I look. Do can I get one scroll? Is it okay if I get a scroll? Go go for it. <laughs> he got some extra ones, but he got scrolls. Over insurance. under, I'm asking the chat. Do y'all think he like, you know, upwards of five fingers in his butt? Like, what do y'all think? You got that's a hard one. That's a hard one. You might have got away with four, but when you put five there, you he got to give you the scroll. Over <laughs> under, I'm asking. Sean, EOTs, let me know what number y'all think. 12? I don't know. He, he's definitely like it. We ain't debating that one. We just debating the um, I would tell you like this, man. You might be looking at your president. I don't no, know. No way. Nah, no way. Trump Wait a minute. No Hear me out. Hear me you out. You're going to lose by 30 oh, you points. They cancel it out. Hear me out. 25, 30 points. Lord. You've, okay, had, you you've had, I've seen Barack Obama. Mm hmm. I've seen Donald Trump. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Maybe he was talking <laughs> to you, God, from Wu-Tang. I can't take him seriously. I don't know. I couldn't take Trump seriously. No, you know no. What I'm that's, saying? that's the thing with Tim Scott. Go ahead. Now, and we know he's and he's willing. The difference is he's willing to really pander to those conservatives. You know what I'm saying? He is, he is catnip. That dude is red meat for them, dog. So, you know, if they can weaponize him and against the you know progressives and you know anything's possible, man. We don't I think know. I think Colin Powell would have done it yeah, if, yeah. if it was going to be a GOP. I think yeah. that would have been. He it. got too much common dude. sense. No, but he got too much sense. That can't but be I don't think this dude has it though. I don't think this dude has it. Like I don't think this Thank dude comes out. across like that. And and for what the so message great. they want to do <laughs> for the message the, the the group of people that's really going to get out there, they can't back him. Trump people can't back him. They're not mm. going to be able to back him. Because he's he's countercultural to what they're about, you know. What I'm saying now, what they'll do is they'll use him in some capacity oh, yeah, just yeah. to you know denigrate us. <laughs> but he a booty but as far as the, yeah. <laughs> the thing, the thing with Tim Scott, we, barely, he barely I'm wins. sorry, Kelvin. I, you know, I Tim, Tim Scott sorry, barely wins his own his own you know, his own state. He can barely carry it right now. People don't really feel him if you look at the polls. I think South Carolina is one of them early voting spots now this year. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ERTs is on one. Oh, man. She's on. I'm Jamaican Thank fingers. You. Can she get Thank a roll? Can she get a roll? Damn. There we go. Let me tell you something. This comes down to Trump and DeSantis. That's it. Ain't nothing That's else it. to talk about. 
You shouldn't yep. even waste your time jumping in that race. This one's one of them is one of them is going to get the nomination. And you better hope it's Trump. Because the Sanders know how to get policy passed. He's younger. Right. He don't have any um, criminal charges against him. They feel he's good looking. He's their Obama to them. That's what they see when they see him. Look at his mm -hmm. age. That's what mm -hmm. they see when they see him. Yeah. So you got he's the he's more dangerous one out of all of them, man. Oh, I, no think, question. I think I think the Sanders are gonna pull out some kind of rabbit hole paperwork on Donald Trump in Florida that he got. They're gonna hit him with the whammy because they don't like each other. They're gonna wham. It's gonna be some last minute shit. He's gonna, gonna play go. nice until he can't anymore. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. He's 30 points behind. He got to oh, slowly ease. He got to watch um Trump with these cases. And now you think about, sell to them. Yeah, you think about he's 30 points behind. How how, how buck tooth for my man from a he look like <laughs> oh mush mouth. What the fuck he looks like? The guy looks like, like the dude from... Um, with the hat, with the orange hat. hat. That's yeah, what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bucky, like, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Yeah, he looked like Bucky. Oh, from the Fat Albert show. Yeah, from the Fat Albert show. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. But let's just pull something funny. It might be funny, but like... um. More lively presence there, man. What's that? Yeah, he has no yeah. national presence. Uh, Brock had charisma. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, but he gets policy passed, and he's too dark for for that, that office. As I said earlier, Girl, they wanted somebody like him. If Barack looked like Flavor Flav, he wouldn't have been president. <laughs> Funny, but anyway, Carmelo Anthony, ten-time NBA All Star and one of basketball's greatest scorers, announces retirement. Brothers, Carmelo Anthony, I got to say, be respectful. No, nah, I love be you. Be respectful. I love Carmelo, man. I'm just letting, yeah, me too. I'm just letting everybody I'll be, know. I'll be honest. I, li I like this. I like much. this wife more. Let me say this. I'm not trying to. I, I feel congratulations <laughs> on on. First of all, I thought he was retired already, so I was surprised with the announcement. With the the, the <laughs> other. No, I'm not trying to disoffend. The man has not been in the league this year. Then he like, I'm retired. We like, we know, but we see you in the league. But no, what I'm saying is, I think his best days, unfortunately, were in Denver. I do respect that he came to New York. He stayed. Now, if I were him, I would have definitely gone down to Miami instead of um, letting Bosch go down there because it was supposed to be the three of them. But yeah. um, I think he's a great Nick. I do not think his number needs to be retired. I do not think it needs to be in the Raptors. I think he was a good Nick. I think he was good for the city. I, I, I think uh, Carmelo, in retrospect, if he would have had that work ethic like Kobe and LeBron, I think he'd have definitely got a ring. I think he, um, I think he took working out more serious toward the end of his career when he had to. Um, lost some of that weight and everything like that. And I think that that hurt him. He really put a high premium on Olympic gold medals. He was unstoppable at Syracuse and won that national championship by itself. He is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I do not think he um, – there was a debate whether or not his number should be retired. I don't think he should be retired. I think he's just so, a good Nick. I got to be – I got to be honest. Did you see what he did with that team? With who was that? That shooter he had, Jason Kidd, and they went to the second round. They they played a great season, and then they gutted the whole team and all his shooters and all the support he around him. So that. we got to be honest about how horrible the owner of the Knicks is. Their management has oh, been for yeah, the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah, but that's no that changes years. my perspective on this. I, I still but think it, the but player, but it provides context to your Bro, comments. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, he was a great him, Nick because he the made them on. look like they could win anything. Yeah, and then they guard. gutted the team that looked like everybody was like, yo, they're going to be even better next year. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think he's a, yeah, I know. <laughs> Kelvin made, <laughs> Kevin made that he didn't have the right TV after the Bell Drop 62 in, <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> yo, oh, honestly, I would say this. I think uh, the league changed and there was a lot of players who were affected by that, right? 
And it's interesting because I think they also got a bad rep because um, they celebrated players like Kevin Durant, but then people like uh, Carmelo Anthony was vilified. They said they were ball hoggish. They didn't like to pass. They they were ball stoppers. Yeah. But then you celebrate the person like Kobe, who, who you know. So it was it was a Everyone lot of to me. Winner. It was the media. It was George Carl yeah. coming out. They tried. So to, y'all think his the, number should be retired? It was the Braves. Huh? Yeah, everyone loves him. You, you think Melo's number should be retired? No. I, I you have know. him over That's... Patrick Ewan or Bernard King? No, I, I didn't. I'm not comparing him to anybody. No, I was I just asking. Him. I was saying how. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna retire. I don't. I don't think he you needs would... to have his okay. number retired. I think. He oh, is. we just need to celebrate the fact he was he was uh, exceptional ten oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. First battle, first battle okay. yeah, he's a first battle. I agree with that. They're gonna have or something like that. But oh, they will. They will. I wanted him on the team this year. I thought he could have helped them. Yeah, I thought he could have helped them off the bench this year. Yeah, he could always yeah. score. He could do that in the middle of his sleep. He's six foot ten. I mean, he come off instant, instant, you know, buckets. But no, I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I apologize. I, I wasn't trying to knock him. I wasn't trying to knock yeah. him. I, I jumped into a debate yeah. that we weren't having. So, uh, yeah, yeah, congratulations to Carmelo Anthony. So um, this year that I didn't see him, I guess <laughs> now he's he's going to retire. So, you know, because I'm thinking he's going to come out in, like in the finals or something. But then I guess because he wasn't in the league this year, then he's Thanks. He's not in. I guess it was the New York Peace strip club that derailed Mello. Mello, Mello, Mello don't hang out. He Mello's was hang out. Oh, he was hanging hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mello, yeah. Mello don't hang out, man. I mean, that's he, New York. He, he, I, I like Carmelo. He, he, I like he, him a lot too. I like him. Only thing I ain't like the braids, but besides that, he's like right man. I mean, they they vilified him, yeah. Iverson. You know, they Marbury. They went after certain people specifically. Oh. Who Marbury. The they went. I mean, they went after him first. Then he did some things later. But they Marbury went after him first. Marbury a little different. I give you that. Nah, one. they went after it was it was back when um KG and Marbury. They, oh, yeah, they went after, yeah, what is that Minnesota? Yeah, they anyway, we you know we could get into that. Um <laughs> the baby daddy list. Oh He's top gosh. 10 on the NBA not, baby not, daddy list. I'm not acknowledging that. You have to change. Also funny you mentioned because I um I was with DJ Kenny Parker from the uh, Boogie Down Press. He was played with um I think he played at Lincoln with um so I think and they no. Not really, no, because he missed that's he missed which one called Barbara because Kitty Parker left it early, like mid eight, mid eighties. So it was just he was just talking about it, like how dope it is. But he said he was the best one. I know. Quick quick announcement. I'm coming out of retirement for handball. Just let everybody know that. I'm back. Man, find a handball court. No, I honestly <laughs> There's no handball courts anymore. Don't handball handball courts. They're cricket courts, bro. What are you talking about, man? Come on, goddamn handball we, courts. We definitely I wouldn't mind right, seeing I'm that. We announcing my retirement once again. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, man, this was great today, man. Great debating with brothers, man. That's how the barbershop yeah. goes. We chop it up. You're saying number love. You know, everybody has different opinions, but that's how the barbershop talk goes. So for the brothers on Bless Chop It Up, I want to say peace, peace, and peace.